Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture, presented by Cape and Cowell Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today I am once again joined by Rainier. Rainier, how's it going? Good, man. Two for two. That's right. We're, uh, we're back, rolling them back out. Back to back. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so today, I thought we'd talk about superhero casting. So the casting choices, you know, to have certain actors play superhero characters, that's very newsworthy these days, right? I mean, we had a whole episode dedicated to trailers, um, but way before even trailers are made, much less the movies and shows themselves, um, these casting announcements are big news items now you know it's a big deal when uh, certain actors are chosen to play certain characters right like we see this pop up in the news quite a bit right it's, it's like a probably big a bigger deal for the people that it angers than it is for the people that are excited <laughs> for it yeah exactly it's kind of a sounding board for for haters to just go off on on these decisions right and there are no shortage of those absolutely um but it's definitely significant for these actors too. Like, uh, for an actor to get a high-profile superhero character role, um, it's big. It's almost like no matter how well the TV show or movie does, they almost have like a lifetime of opportunity to appear at comic conventions, basically, right? So. Um, yeah, it's, it's significant. You know, I think we know it's a big deal for the actors to, to be chosen. And yeah, hell yeah, it's a big deal to fans. Uh, love it or hate it, you know, something, yet another thing for us to, to go off on, right? Uh, so I thought we'd start with a few news items that came up and then we can just sort of get into a broader conversation on this topic. Um, but something I noticed was the actor Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is no stranger to superhero, supervillain type roles. Mm-hmm. Um, he, of course, has played Negan on The Walking Dead, and he has played the comedian in the Watchmen film. So um, this is certainly not any sort of official casting news, but I just, I guess he just made some comments about the character Lobo. Um, he mentioned how that would be a badass character for him to play. I, I guess yeah. the question was like, oh, what other you know comic book property characters would you be interested in playing? And he mentioned Lobo. Um, and I think the only reason why it made news is because a lot of people thought, well, that's a pretty awesome choice if that were to go down like that, right? If you played him just the way he played Negan. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Like... I mean, he's already kind of delved into that ter- territory with the comedian and with Negan. Would playing Lobo be just sort of like, oh, he's doing the same thing over and over again? What do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, it's, it seems like it's an obvious choice. Uh, Norman Reedus expressed interest in, in wanting to play Ghost Rider. Was that in the same article by any chance? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. No, that's, yeah, I mean, you can easily see Reedus as a motorcycle riding superhero, right? Because yeah. he already has played that with Daryl Dixon, right? 
Um, so maybe both choices are a little bit obvious, too obvious maybe. Um, I mean, but, oftentimes yeah. I think, I mean, I'm not a casting director. I don't know anyone that's a casting director. But uh, I've, I've seen, you know, I, I, there have been other actors that have come out saying that they would they would desperately love to play these characters. I know, I know Katie Sackhoff was very vocal about wanting to play Harley Quinn. She played mm-hmm. uh, Starbuck in uh, Battlestar Galactica. Right, that, right. That didn't happen. Um, the uh, the Old Spice guy, uh, I forget, it's something Mustafa is his name. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He was very vocal about wanting to play Luke Cage. That clearly didn't happen. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and it almost seems like every time an actor expresses interest in a specific character, uh, comic character specifically, it never comes to fruition. <laughs> it doesn't work and out. And I think yeah. what I think what it is is, I mean, again, not being a casting director, but maybe what we see as an obvious choice is something that casting directors don't want to go with. They want to go mm-hmm. with an element that will bring something new to the character. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, going back a bit, also there was uh, the actress Sean Young. I know she really wanted to play Catwoman in the Batman Returns movie. And kind of like what you're saying, it's like, don't act like you want it that badly because it never works out, right? It's like you're jinxing jinxing yourself. Really, yeah, yeah. If you're showing that you want it too badly, then it, it just doesn't happen. So back to your original question, what do I think of Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Lobo? Yeah, of course I could I could see that. Yeah. It's not a far stretch from what he's played with the comedian and uh and Negan, you know, like yeah. this this gristled, you know, doesn't give a crap about anything but myself kind of attitude. I mean, yeah. of course I could see that. Yeah. And for those not too familiar with this character, Lobo is a DC character who is like you're saying kind of an anti-hero, right? He's not afraid to use violence, not afraid to kill. He's a bounty hunter. Right. A mercenary. Like straight out of Sons of Anarchy. There you go. And he, he, lo- he looks like a supervillain, basically. Yeah. Right? And, um, yeah, and I think his mentality and his uh, hard edge does fit the type of characters Jeffrey Dean Morgan is played in the past yeah but yeah like going back to your casting director thing i think yeah that i think oftentimes they're not looking for the obvious choice like this would is clearly an example of a choice that's maybe too obvious um you know i so i remember when uh heath ledger was announced to be cast as the joker yeah i just remember all kinds of negative hate coming out of you know the social media world mm-hmm. that oh this 10 things i hate about you this uh broke back mountain guy he's yeah. gonna be playing the joker yeah i mean the last time we've seen the joker on screen was jack nicholson right who, and, who was very beloved in yeah. that role yeah and and like just seeing all the hater comments how they were already quickly judging the movie based on just a casting announcement awful yeah yeah and look how awesome he turned out to be Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes along with what we're saying, you know, like usually the best choice isn't the obvious choice, right? Um, I did watch yeah. uh, some of the featurettes from The Dark Knight and uh, Christopher Nolan talked about how he how he really, you know, he really, he, I think I think Heath Ledger was his first choice. 
Oh, yeah? And the reason why he was chosen was because uh, of his performance from Brokeback Mountain. Mm -hmm. Christopher Nolan was talking about how, you know, the character he played, I mean, there was nothing glitzy or pretty about it. It was a role he clearly saw Heath Ledger take um, because it was a, it was a, it was like a, it was a personal challenge for him. Like it was a, yeah. it was a character that was that, that he felt like he really wanted to, to work on and portray mm-hmm. for yeah. a, a very, um, how do you say it? It's, 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 it's the reason of, he did it for himself. He wasn't yeah. doing it to please an audience right, right. or to, you know, climb the ladder of fame. Yeah. It was a very selfless choice that he made to take this role on. And uh, that had to do with why he, like, loved Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because the two characters are very different. But I could see where Nolan Nolan was looking for the commitment of this actor. I mean, when you see Ledger's performance in Brokeback, it's, it's phenomenal. He really, really commits to this character. And I, th- I think Nolan felt like, well, if he, if he can commit to this character and bring that same commitment and that same, um, I don't know, like strength and, and uh, power, you know, to this Joker character, then um, that'd be great. And yeah, the, the results were, were fantastic. And then look at uh, Ben Affleck. I feel like the, the internet blew up when he was announced as Batman for Batman versus Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I was going to get into some of this later, but why not get into it now? Um, there were a couple articles that I looked up on comic book resources, and one was uh, bad superhero casting choices that actually worked out, and then on the flip side, good casting choices that actually went wrong. Um, and this is very <laughs> subjective, obviously, but comic book resources cbr.com they did cite the affleck casting as an example of a bad casting that actually worked out well um i don't know if i'm 100 percent on board with that but yeah what are your thoughts uh i remember when this first hit the newswire people were going bananas like there's a lot of negative response to the bat fleck cast i mean everyone immediately thought of Geely and uh, Daredevil. Right. Yeah. I mean, no one was immediately saying, well, this is an Oscar, uh, you know, awarded actor. Yeah. Uh-huh. For act- isn't it acting and directing or is it directing? Actually, he he won his first Oscar as a writer for Goodwill Hunting. And then he won an Oscar for that movie he did Argo. But I don't think he actually ever won an acting Oscar. Interestingly okay. enough, <laughs> but he certainly has accolades. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, and I th- I thought, and a lot of my friends thought that he was like the you know the 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 shining star uh, out of Batman versus Superman. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't want to hate on Affleck too much because I do agree that his performance was a pretty solid performance in uh, BVS, and I. I've stated this before. I I like the idea of an older Batman, you know, kind of a la uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, you know. I love the idea of an older Batman, maybe a a grittier, a dirtier Batman. 
Um, but the problem I had with Affleck is kind of what I had when I first heard the casting announcement in the first place, and that is that it's Ben Affleck. When you see Bruce Wayne or Batman on screen portrayed by this actor, I think Ben Affleck, I can't help but think of him, you know? Like when when I saw uh, like Christian Bale, for example, like I saw Batman, I saw Bruce Wayne, I kind of got lost into the character, but when I saw Affleck, I just... I kept thinking of Affleck, you know, good or well, bad. It's because of the weight of the characters he's played in the past, right? Yes. Because when you looked at Christian Bale as Batman, did any of his previous characters come to mind immediately? No, no. Uh, and um, subsequently, I have watched a lot of Christian Bale movies. But when I saw the Batman films he did, at that time, I hadn't seen a lot of his stuff. So there wasn't that baggage, right? Um, so I think that's a factor too, right? Like, um Affleck has done some shitty stuff. I think, you know, Daredevil and Geely can certainly be considered in that category. But By the way, also... I, don't, I don't blame Ben Affleck for Daredevil. Okay. I blame the writing of that movie. I, be, I blame anyone. Because if you, if, you but... if you watch that yeah. movie again, like if you just watch Ben Affleck's performance, I mean, he has, I mean, he, you've, you've definitely seen him cheesy in Geely yeah. and, and Mallrats and, and whatnot, right? Yeah. If you look at him as Daredevil, he had every opportunity to be incredibly cheesy mm-hmm. in any one of those scenes. But I felt like he held it down, man. Like he played the character of Matt Murdock. He played yeah. Matt Murdock and he played Daredevil and he did a great job. I don't know about great, but... I think he did a great job. But to, to support your point, I think there's no question he's a good actor. And I've enjoyed his work. And a lot of stuff, particularly the stuff he did with Kevin Smith. You mentioned Mallrats, Chasing Amy. He was phenomenal. Um, the Town. He was so great in that movie. Um, you yeah. know what made Daredevil suck? What's that? <laughs> the fight scene in the playground with uh, Jennifer Garner. Okay, yeah, Electra. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, the Kingpin was awful. Yeah. Right. Bullseye was terrible. Daredevil. Ben Affleck, he did a good job. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I kind of just lump it all together as bad. Maybe it's worth uh, a rewatch on my end. But, uh, hey, you know, like I'm saying, uh, I, I think we're in agreement that uh, Affleck is a decent actor. Um, maybe almost too good, too good because by the time BVS and Justice League came around, uh, he was just too familiar a face, you know. Um he has been cast. Uh, he has been typecast as Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> In a way, himself. yeah, it, it's tough. It's it's tough to 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 get beyond that. Um, he's a movie star. You know, you look at actors like Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, and the characters they play. Um, you know, they tend not to play superheroes because they themselves are kind of larger than life uh, celebrities in their own right. So it's tough when uh, you have such a familiar. F- face playing a superhero okay so um uh, before i forget uh let me go back to the other couple news items i had on my list but uh, another one was chandler riggs so he recently spoke about how he actually auditioned to to play spider-man the spider-man role that tom holland eventually got um not super surprising because um, usually when these castings happen, a lot of different actors are considered. So anyone in a certain age group with a certain look 
you know, chances are they were considered, maybe even auditioned. So Chandler Riggs is certainly in that kind of Tom Holland age range, that similar look, that sort of thing. Um, but certainly interesting, right? I didn't know this before. Um, so that actually makes two significant two two significant roles that he was up for. The other was the Han Solo role for for the Solo movie, right? Uh, so he didn't get either, but he was considered for both. Um, in in this article I read, it, he mentioned that he auditioned, but he wasn't asked back <laughs> for both for both solo and spider-man i didn't get into the solo casting so much um my my take on the solo thing was that he got pretty far like he was one of the like the finalists for that role hmm. um i don't know i don't know if we'll ever know but with the spider-man thing it sounded like they gave him an audition and then they just yeah it just Wait, fizzled for, out for solo he would have played han solo yeah yeah <laughs> Huh. That's kind of interesting, right? Can you see him playing Peter Parker? Spider-Man? Can I can't. Spider I cannot. And it's, a, it's for a very similar reason with the Affleck thing. I think he's too recognizable. You know, when... Let, let's say he plays Peter Parker. When, if, he's, if he's in Spider-Man Homecoming or Civil War or whatever, when I see him, I don't see... Peter Parker or Spider-Man, I see fucking Carl Grimes, you know? I've seen him year after year on The Walking Dead, so... I mean, Walking Dead was yeah. really his first breakout gig. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I'm and sure it, he'll have plenty of opportunities down the line. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, he'll, he'll have opportunities. He's a young man, he's very talented. And yeah, his performances as Carl were great. And um, again similar to that Affleck thing. Like, he was so good that he's very much ingrained in people's brains as being that character, right? And I, I'm, I can't, I'm, can't imagine that I'm alone. I bet a lot of the casting people were thinking the same thing. Like, well, this kid's good. He's got the look, and he's the right age range we're looking for. But, man, uh, it, you know, people see him, they're going to see Carl Grimes, period, right? I think they also have to consider that the person they select is going to have to go through an entire trilogy and a bunch of like sister films in the MCU. Yeah. So they probably also consider the longevity of these guys. Like, are they going to stick around? Are they yeah. going to, are they going to hold up to their contract? Yeah. That's an interesting added thing with these superhero castings. It's not a, a one and done thing. Usually, usually uh, it's a multi picture deal. Right. Um, so, something else to keep in mind um, if you are casting for a younger type character like spider-man you probably want to get a pretty young actor and then sure enough yeah they they, they went really young for uh, for this one well, tom holland is uh what he's like in his early 20s yeah i think he's like 22 23 now thereabouts he's probably gonna look like that until for the rest of his life. <laughs> I mean, he... <laughs> Can you imagine if they actually cast someone that was like, you know, 15? I mean, they're going to, you know, they'll be in full adulthood by the time they hit the last trilogy film. Yeah. Yeah, not only is Tom Holland young, but he looks young, even for his young age, right? Uh, and I don't think that's a mistake. Like, they went for a, a very young look now and for years to come, right? Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a fine line, right? Like, I could see maybe them wanting to cast even younger because Peter Parker in Homecoming, 
did play did was a younger character uh, than than you know uh, Tom Holland's age, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's a fine line. I think if they go too young, then there's a risk that the actor will the looks will change. You know, when you go super young, then yeah, like uh, as they go into adulthood. They, look, they might look totally different, yeah, right? Unless the story calls for them to actually age within a certain timeline. Look at right. look at Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. His look changed quite a bit over time. I have to hand it to that kid, man. I mean, he could have just been like, I'm tired of Harry Potter. I don't want to do this ever, right. ever again. Yeah. <laughs> but he stuck it out to the end. He stuck it out. And uh, his performances uh, as a young man as a, a young adult like they're all pretty pretty powerful pretty strong performances was um was the kid who played anakin skywalker a bad uh casting choice on the list <laughs> oh so you're talking about the the young anakin jake lloyd jake lloyd yep man i feel for that guy because i feel like it wasn't his fault at all he was just a kid that's the thing I don't think they should have ever had a kid Darth Vader. You know, maybe start with the uh, Hayden Christensen young man. I, I, I remember everyone was like, wow, wouldn't that have been great if uh, Haley Joel Osment played Anakin? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't think so? I, I don't think so because I just, I think you, you shouldn't have started with that young an Anakin. Oh, so you just don't want that part of Darth Vader's age to just portray that way? I don't think so. But I mean, if you couldn't change anything but change the actor... I mean, I guess Haley Joel Osment would be a better choice, but I bet I have a feeling the results would, would have been about the same. You know, I mean, the, the script was pretty much garbage, right? So, what can you do with the dialogue? You know, he could be a great actor, but you, I mean, if it's if it's bad, it's bad. That's how I see it. <laughs> so, okay. So the the other newest item was um, Blade. So we haven't heard much Blade news in a while but uh, i'm excited for some more blade oh yeah dude and this is out of the mouth of wesley snipes himself you know um kind of along the lines of the jeffrey dean morgan thing it's nothing official it's just some stuff that kind of popped out during an interview but he said that there are blade projects in the works what does that mean not much like everything is in development in hollywood right so maybe these go somewhere maybe they don't but it of course, did get a lot of people thinking of, oh, what is it? Is it a TV show? Is it a, a new Blade movie? And of course, the big question is who would play Blade in uh, in this potential new project, right? So, Childish Gambino. <laughs> oh, there's a great call right there, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, I know you're a big Blade fan. Like, other than who you just said, Donald Glover. Any thoughts about a good choice to play the new Blade? Oh, geez, I don't know. There's so many great actors that could play that role. Do um, you think Wesley himself could continue playing I'd like Blade? to see. I'd like to see Wesley Snipes play him, um, just because there would be that nice level of continuity. I think so, too. I think he's still got the look. He's still got the moves, you know. Um, I don't know, maybe do a little 
boot camp test or something to make sure he can still handle it. Just but, can't put David Goyer on the project because uh, we'll get uh, Blade Trinity all over oh, again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You heard about Blade Trinity, right? Uh, a little bit, yeah. How it was like a big mess getting that movie made. It was basically a stunt double that did everything other than close-up scenes. Oh, man, that's terrible. Yeah, it was awful. Um, but yeah, I would love to see Wesley Snipes. Um, yeah, you wonder if... Uh, Donald Glover would have the physicality for the role. Um, Dude, if Chris you know. Pratt can get in the shape, <laughs> I mean, come on. With the well, right trainer, I think anyway, it, yeah, it's, it's possible. Yeah. Well, Chris Pratt certainly got in shape to play Star-Lord for, oh. for Guardians. But, I mean, um, the presence of a blade, you, you can't really train for that per se. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to see. Uh, Glover in that role right now. What's the name of the guy that plays Hopper from Stranger Things who's going to be playing Hellboy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I forgot his name, but yeah. I think that's a great choice. I think so. I think it could work. He's great on Stranger Things. And then the big question was, can he, you know, tone up, <laughs> you know, get into shape. Yeah, yeah, uh, he, and he has. He has, yeah, yeah, that question has been answered. You know, he, he, he shaped up big time for Hellboy. Um, so, so yeah, I think uh, the theme continues in that the unexpected choice is usually better than the obvious choice, right? Element of surprise. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, now we can open it up a bit. Just looking at kind of the history of of superhero casting choices um anything else pop out i know that the the michael keaton casting for batman that made big news when it was initially announced too what do you think of that whole thing uh, in retrospect i mean again it's the director and you know voice cast director that saw something that not a lot of people would normally see yeah I mean, at the time, Michael Keaton was known for Mr. Mom, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then suddenly he's playing Batman. Man, if Twitter existed then, <laughs> can you imagine how much it would have blown up? Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of uh, negative sentiment towards that casting choice uh, back then. And, yeah. you know, then it premieres and it just destroyed in the box office. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was, I remember it was a case where Michael Keaton was known for, you know, like you said, comedy films. And, um, you know, he had worked with Burton before on Beetlejuice, right? So I think it was, wasn't was unexpected to hear that a lot of fans were like, oh, what the heck? They're, they're bringing a comedy actor with this weird kind of goth film director who were both known more for comedies in their past than, than action movies. And... Uh, yeah, I, I I mean I can understand why people were, were kind of upset initially, but um, I think it really worked out. Man, Michael Keaton's my favorite Batman. He was phenomenal as both Bruce Wayne and Batman in that initial uh, Burton Batman movie. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. He's fantastic. And then uh, Val Kilmer, I thought was a pretty good fit for the uh, you know the mantle to be passed. Batman Forever. Long. <laughs> yeah. Now, Batman Forever is kind of an interesting movie because it is very often lumped into that category of like 
Oh, Joel, Joel Schumacher. Joel Sch- Schumacher, the director of Batman Forever as well as Batman and Robin. And a lot of people cite the downfall of Batman as being those two movies. Um, but I think Batman and Robin was the terrible movie and Batman Forever, that's more debatable, right? Like, what are your thoughts on Batman Forever? Do you, do you think that's a good movie looking back on it? <sighs> It sounds like you're you're on board with Val Kilmer in the in the Bruce Wayne role. I certainly like Batman Forever. Wait, Batman Forever is that the one with Val Kilmer, right? Yeah. I certainly liked it more than Batman and Robin. I remember yeah. watching. I, I mean, let's see. I I remember enjoying Batman Forever in the theaters. I do remember Batman and Robin. I remember midway through the movie, I was like, "What is this garbage?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think, I mean George yeah. Clooney just was George Clooney in a in, in a costume. Like he wasn't he wasn't Batman to me, and yeah. just all the one liners from from Schwarzenegger and they took liberties with you know Batgirl's background and just Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl. Yeah, I mean it was just it was just plain bad. There's pretty much no questioning that. And but we know why now we know why it was it was an awful movie because they moved into production like way faster than they normally should have and they mm-hmm. made that movie basically to sell toys right right you know which is a lot of these superhero type movies they are out there to push merchandising uh, but I think Batman Robin probably takes the cake in terms of you know that category right. So, you know, I think uh, Batman Forever maybe gets a bad rap in a way. I mean, it's not a masterpiece, but um, it's it's not in the category of, of shittiness that that fourth one Yeah, but you know, you, you can't have good movies without bad movies, right? Like, you learn your, you learn your <laughs> lesson here and there. That's true. Very you can't true. have heroes without zeros. Absolutely. And um, real quick... Going back to that Michael Keaton casting, that is listed as one of the seemingly bad choices that worked out on this CBR list. Um, Maybe we'll switch over to the other list. So the other list they had was um, seemingly good choices that did not work out. Uh, So let's see. Oh, can I guess? Can I guess what's on there? Sure. Is Ryan Reynolds on there? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts on this one? Oh man, I mean, I'm kind of torn. I mean, I like, I really like Green Lantern, and I thought Ryan Reynolds was going to knock it out of the park. From yeah. what I heard, I mean, yeah, it sounds like there were a lot of cuts that were made to that movie, and it seems like what they what they cut out would have made the movie much a much better film. Okay. Now it, it's interesting too that a lot of yeah. people had a problem with the suit being CGI and and mocap. Mm-hmm. Um, like people wanted for some reason they desired a physical suit that they could actually like touch and see on screen. Oh yeah, I I found that surprising to be one of the biggest complaints. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I Mark w- Strong was great as Sinestro. Oh right, Mark Strong was in it yeah. as Sinestro. Yeah, I mean, I, I did feel like there was a lot of CGI in this movie. <laughs> and then the transition of the ring from Abin Sur to you know, to Hal Jordan, I thought was really cool. Um, there was just a lot of things that didn't really seem, I mean, like it's hard. You couldn't really define who the villain was. It was essentially just this big cloud of smoke, right? It was mm-hmm. supposed to be parallax. 
uh, that, I don't know, that, that came off tough to swallow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, i got to be honest, this one was pretty hard to watch for me. And um, I did like how they showed a lot of the Green Lantern Corps. That was cool. Right. I do remember that. Yeah. But it was, it was hard to buy. I mean, you're, you're, you know, your hero is just as cool as your villain in the film, and it was really just hard to buy the villain in this film. Yeah. Okay, just going back to the casting, though, Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. Like, in retrospect, now, seeing how Ryan Reynolds has really become Deadpool. I mean, he is Deadpool, and that's probably a, a case of, perfect casting um i don't think anyone's denying that he really has uh has owned that role right um and you know he's even taken jabs at playing green lantern in deadpool movies right so you know if ryan reynolds himself is sort of making fun of it doesn't that make you feel like well that probably wasn't the best casting choice well, let me ask you this if the movie had done well in the box office you think you would be taking jabs at green lantern just the same well um i don't know about box office or rotten tomato score or whatever you have it whatever metric you had like my own rating for a movie like let's say i like this movie would i have as much of a, of a problem with this casting absolutely not you know um that's kind of the problem with some of this stuff like sometimes you you lump in the quality of the movie with the casting choice um yeah you know um i mean hal jordan's character like he's you know he's this cocky like sure of himself confident character which is very much ryan reynolds yeah yeah and and they did play to that in the movie absolutely so from that perspective yeah it wasn't that bad of a casting choice and um yeah look, looking back i don't think it was a terrible choice to cast him um it was more just the quality of the movie i think so i do yeah. remember everyone asking like oh van wilder is gonna be hal jordan <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, so and up until that point, I don't think I've ever seen a serious movie with Ryan Reynolds. Everything's been like a comedy or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was some horror film I heard he was really good in. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, he did quite a different, like a, a variety of different roles before Deadpool. Um, but yeah, I think he he kind of found his thing with that character. Now, an interesting pick on this list I'm looking at here in terms of um, seemingly good castings gone wrong. They actually list Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. This kind of surprised me because I always thought that this was a pretty well-received character. What is your, uh, what are your thoughts about this casting? I like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. And they threw out a little nod to her original outfit in the movie. Spoiler Uh, alert. I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I had no problems with it. Yeah. Maybe people had a problem with her wardrobe choice because it was, you know, I mean, it's not. If you were to put them side by side and you didn't and 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 you didn't know that she was Harley Quinn, yeah, I don't know if you could pick out of a lineup that oh that that costume that's definitely Harley Quinn. <laughs> I don't think you would have. Okay, uh, so you're talking about the comics version versus the movie version. I mean, she acted the character just just fine. Like yeah. she, that's Harley Quinn to me. 
Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I wasn't a big fan of this movie, but um, I thought one of the w- one of the bright spots was Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. You know, it's an interesting character, and um, definitely interesting looking for sure. Interesting looking. <laughs> she <laughs> was smoking hot. That's a, a safe way to, <laughs> to say it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Now, could you have seen Katie Katie Sackhoff? Am I pronouncing her name right? Yeah. Could yeah, you yeah. have seen her in that very same role? I mean, I could see her in the role, but it becomes an entirely different character, I think. I would think so, too, yeah. Right? Um, Yeah, yeah, it's... I mean, again, yeah, I mean, I don't think casting her would be a big mistake, but it would would change the character, you know? So it's hard to say what that would have uh, turned out to be, yeah. Who else is wrongfully on this list? <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. Oh, here's here's one I disagree with too. Um, so we're, we're doing a lot of DC stuff, but here's another one: Brandon Routh as Superman. So I, I, again, this is a movie I, I didn't think was great, but I thought the casting was spot on here. I thought Brandon Routh was great as Superman and Clark Kent. You know. Um, if for no other reason, yeah. his resemblance to a young Christopher Reeve, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you were to look at it through the lens of he's carrying the torch of Christopher Reeve, like, that's pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? That is exactly what they were going for. You know, this movie was not a reboot. It was supposed to be a continuation of the uh, Richard Donner Superman movies, right? You think uh, people just didn't get that? That it was supposed to be a standalone Superman movie that was to launch like the DC universe in film. I think, I think, yeah, people misunderstood what they were going for. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing the yeah. trailer uh, at Comic Con, and the scene that was shown was you know a young Clark Kent running through the fields, and he hops into the air and he lands, and you see the barn in front of him, and he sees the ship underneath the you know, buried underneath the barn and the crowd went wild, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 But I didn't, I I never realized after watching it years later until someone pointed it out that Superman does not throw a single punch in that entire movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He does not fight for anything in that, in that entire movie. (laughs) It's hard to imagine. Other than creepily like looking over at Lois Lane from afar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, that's pretty. That's pretty crazy. You I mean, know? you would think Superman would throw at least a punch. <laughs> yeah, hit something. Right. I think they kind of addressed that in the Justice League movie, right? Where he, he uh, Henry Cavill, Superman, he comes out swinging. <laughs> he definitely throws punches. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, no punches aside, and uh, a, a pretty. I don't know not so great offering in 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 the in the uh the long history of superman films um that all aside i think brandon routh was 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 a pretty good superman i i I think he was uh, well cast and uh you know maybe with a better script and uh you know with with some with some punches thrown could have worked out a lot better you think brandon routh would have worked better in um in brian singer superman or not Brian Singer, um, Zach. Oh my God, <laughs> what's the name? <laughs> Zach oh, Snyder. Zach Snyder. Yeah. Could you um, see Brandon Routh and Zach Snyder's 
Superman? Oh, that's an interesting question. Because, I mean, I do like Brandon Routh more as Superman than Henry Cavill. But it kind of goes against why they cast Routh in the first place. They cast him because he's very much like a young Christopher Reeve, right? And with Man of Steel, BVS, and Justice League, they were going for something very different. So in that context, I think, yeah, I don't think that would have worked out so great because you're going for two completely different things here, right? Uh, so, yeah, I don't know about that. Brandon Routh is not the, the darker Superman that we've seen from Zack Snyder, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think so. Uh, as, as good a match as Routh is for Superman, I don't think, you know, that Superman, no. My take. What were your thoughts on that? You think he would have worked in the in this the Snyderverse? I think it could have worked. I think it could have worked. worked. It could have worked. I think maybe it would have helped lighten the 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 tone a bit. Um, but that's also mm. assuming that you're taking Brandon Routh's direction from Superman Returns and you know copy and pasting it over into the Zack Snyder universe. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he would have been directed in a completely different way to make him look darker. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like Henry Cavill as much as I like Brendan Routh. The two different Superman, though, for sure. Very different. Yeah, very different. Um, okay, so we've been, we've been talking DC for a bit. What about Marvel stuff? Like, there are a couple uh, Marvel projects here listed, and they're kind of obvious choices because both of these actors were eventually replaced. Um, they are Ed Norton as the Hulk and Terrence Howard as James Rhodes. Uh, so both oh, MCU about, movies. Uh, you got to also throw out, um, what's his name? Hugo Weaving. Ah, yeah, Hugo that's Weaving. right. Hugo Weaving as the Red Skull. Uh, he was replaced uh, by a different actor for Infinity War. So and then Whiplash, I think they just come, they, they just, we're never going to revisit <laughs> this guy again. Uh, oh, what's his name? Rourke? Mickey Rourke? Oh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what do you think? Uh, the MCU has been praised a lot, um, but you have to consider cases where they've had to replace an actor to be misfires, right? What do you think about uh, these these cases? I think they were... I think they were justifiable. <laughs> Apparently, Terrence Howard was being paid as much, if not more... Than Robert Downey Jr. Right, in the first right, Iron right. Man, yeah. which is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, who's the other one you named? Um, uh, Ed Norton. Ed Norton. It sounds like he was just impossible to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back, I mean, you we hear about the difficulties that directors like James Gunn had working with Marvel Studios. I mean, you but, have to think this yeah. was a similar thing. It was just like it, it was a relationship that just wasn't working out. But like logistics aside and like just looking at the character alone, like would Terrence Howard have been a great roadie in Civil War? I mean, would have he played nice with, you know, all of the other fellow Avengers? I mean, I could see it. I like I like Terrence Howard. He's great in Empire. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Um, I really liked Terrence Howard in Iron Man 1, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was great. And um, it's too bad. I, I kind of, I mean, we'll never know, but I, I feel like he would have been a better war machine than He Jewel. had, like, this great balance of 
of of being aggressive with some finesse with Tony Stark, and it was like yeah. a good contrast. Yeah, it was a good team up. You know, it was a good balance there. So it's too bad. Um, kind of the same thing with Norton. I think uh, he could have been great. You I, know? I like I like Ed Norton. Yeah, I think he would have been awesome. Um, yeah. It's too bad that didn't happen. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think the uh, what the results what happened you know them getting recast later should be you know proof that the, the initial castings were bad I think the initial castings were great I think Ed Norton and Terrence Howard were really well cast in these characters the fact that you know they had some problems working with Marvel Studios later I think that has nothing to do with the casting. I think they, they did a good job. I think there. the true test here is going to be when we move on from Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. We know that's going to happen. Who's going to carry on those mantles? Like, who's going to carry Captain America's shield, right? Who's going to wear Tony Stark's helmet? Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be the true test because they've been playing those characters forever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the beauty of the MCU is particularly now they have a huge array of characters to to uh, have in, in the cinematic universe so you don't necessarily have to bring back cap and iron man all the time um but i think it's inevitable that they will right i mean how can you not miss out on the those cash cows right so um yeah, I, I I would imagine after RDJ and Chris Evans step down, there will be a period where we won't see any Cap, any Iron Man, but at some point we'll probably see him come back in some incarnation, right? Um, okay, I think we can wrap up. Now, I thought it'd be cool to maybe go through some of our personal favorites, you know, best castings ever. And the reason I bring this up is because I have a, a clear favorite, and that's John Barenthal as the Punisher. Man, this is a case where it was, in a way, an obvious choice. Like, when they announced this, it seemed like, okay, that makes sense, um, and it is obvious, but it doesn't matter that it was an obvious choice. It's a perfect casting choice, you know? I think everyone was on board. I remember... Um, in this age of, of negative social media sentiment. I don't remember really any kind of negative comments on this one. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Shane. Oh, that's hell, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. And then uh, the actual performance, when we saw Daredevil season two and then the Punisher solo season, people were like, holy shit, this guy is Frank Castle. He is the fucking Punisher, man. And, uh, yeah, it's a total home run. I think uh, the casting and then the subsequent performance, outstanding. Oh, man, I'm going to go with Christian Bale as Batman. Hard to argue there. I'm with you, man. I think he was fantastic. I feel like it was the perfect fit. Um, and, I mean, really the entire cast, man, like Gary Oldman, um, Morgan Freeman, Heath Ledger, like they were yeah. all – Michael Caine, I thought they were all – perfect yeah a lot of great castings in that trilogy um i loved uh killian murphy as scarecrow he was awesome oh, was it killian or cillian I, uh, I, I know for a fact it's pronounced killian, is it killian? It's, 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 it's a celtic name and oh, yeah that's that. how it goes yeah um but yeah back to christian bale i totally agree 
uh, he kind of um, missed out on the, the acting spotlight, I feel like, because I feel like the villains kind of got the more, like the juicier roles. And I remember not too many people were talking about like him being a great Batman, but like he held it down. Like he was really great. And it was more of an understated performance, but uh, and talk about method acting too, right? Like he was great. This guy came just came off of the Machinist, where he yeah. dropped down to like ninety something pounds. Ridiculous. He looked like a walking skeleton. Yeah, yeah. And then he takes this role and he puts on. Did I? Did we talk about this already? Uh, Christopher Nolan's like, I, I'm going to need you to beef up for the role, and I need you to put on some weight. And he took him at his word. Yeah. And, and and went I think f- like forty pounds overweight to the point <laughs> where he pure couldn't, muscle right not pure muscle oh, wait was it pure muscle yeah pure muscle and yeah. uh, <laughs> and I think um, I mean and on screen and in a costume like it, you know it it doesn't quite fit <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and uh, and and Christian Bale was like you know um, to Christopher Nolan's like you know I took you at your at your word here and I put on all this weight now I'm too heavy um, yeah. So what do you want me to do? He's like, I need you to slim down. And he holds him to his word, and he slims down, and he he makes the the Batman physique. Yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> like, that's that commitment I was talking about. Like, Nolan casting Ledger as the Joker. He, I mean, he saw the commitment level in Brokeback Mountain. Like, that's what he's looking for. And you get an actor who, like, does this kind of thing. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a great sign that, like, you're in good hands, right? You know what's cool? If you watch the extra features on uh, Equilibrium, the director at one point says to him, he's like, I can see you playing Batman. And this is years before Batman ah. Begins was even a thought. Pretty nice. cool. Pretty cool. It seemed like it seems like everything fell into place for Christian Bale. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, method actors kind of get a bad rap of, about being kind of ridiculous, like staying in character like all the time. But there's something to it, man. I mean, you look at Christian Bale's Batman, and yeah, uh, Berenthal's Punisher too. Berenthal's into that shit as well. Like I went to this panel he was on. Um, this is even before uh, Daredevil season two came out, but he was talking about his preparation to play Castle. And he said he would get like a backpack, like a heavy backpack, like full of rocks and weights and stuff, like 50 pounds or so. And he would just like walk back and forth on the Brooklyn Bridge. And um, just stay pissed the entire time. Yeah, just have like a scowl and just you know brood and stuff. And that's that was his pre- preparation to play the Punisher. Can you imagine bumping into him if you were crossing the same bridge? I, I don't think you would want to, man. <laughs> it would fuck you up. And uh, hey, hey, Shane, can I get a can I get a picture? <laughs> probably knock you out. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but look at the results, man. I mean, look at that uh, that first season of Punisher, man. The, the intensity. It's so good. And uh, there's this one growl he does that I, I always have in the back of my head when I feel like I'm trying to like push like muscle through something. Yeah, there you go. Man. <laughs> that's always in my head whenever, <laughs> whenever, yeah, that, that stuck with me. Awesome. All right. With that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Rainier and Henry. <laughs>